recording in recording in progress telling you that that lady she scares me man it sounds like i'm flying a plane pull up pull up (laughs) (laughs) oh you know what i i uh i should pull this off my wall but uh i have a um Tommy, I've told you this before, but uh, back in 1996, you were flying from Chicago to Montreal to play a show at the um, Molson Center at the time with Kansas. And you were sitting right behind me on the plane. And I turned around after like, you know, 40 minutes and I, I held out an American dollar bill and I said, could you sign this for me? And you went, no, I can do better. And uh, I was like, OK, well, he's not going to sign it. That's fine. And you uh, pulled out a, a gloss eight by 10 a gloss picture of yourself and you signed it to me and you gave it to me and then you invited me to come to the show but i couldn't come because i was going to be going to a zach wilde show but i have that right over here on the wall i should show that to you but thank you for that you were exceptionally gracious and kind so uh, n- never to be forgotten well thank you you know I, i've found 99.9 percent of the time fans are are like that fans are very nice and respectful Every once in a while, <laughs> some somebody who's probably needs to go have you know some medical attention. Uh, <laughs> Die hard, yeah. But yeah. no, you you were very kind. I mean, you know, I'm bothering you on a plane on a private thing. It, it's and instead of telling me to go jump in a lake, which I would have accepted because it is your private moment. Yeah. And listen, can I just say it's Tommy Shaw? Of course, he's flying around with freaking eight by tens ready to sign for you. Man. Come on, <laughs> freaking legend. It was- yeah. Makes no sense if you didn't. Back then, yeah. it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I see those those like classic like uh, record label headshots, like the publicity shots all the time. Like we have a bunch laying around the radio station. I'm like, they don't make these anymore. Like even for modern artists, like if I got one like a Lady Gaga, like you don't see those anymore. Like it's a classic kind of thing. Did you see the uh, the uh, the band shot on Crash of the Crown? Yeah, it's mm. a great looking shot. See, we've gotten to the point where the worst thing about being in the band is having to do the band photo. <laughs> and everybody just brings, they just become their worst selves in front of the camera, you know? Well, yeah. And we just look so like none of these people belong together. And, and we love each other and we, we like how each other looks, but when we show up for, for we just hate it. So um, we've devised <laughs> these ways to take a band photo where you don't have to sit there and pose and start trying to. Yeah. Yeah. Do the thing. <laughs> I'm staring at the picture right now. Look, look, listen, it looks good. Rick, uh, Rick, Rick Diamond did a good job with that picture, but let's get over to, uh, to the new album. That's, that's what we're here for. Yes. The, that on the, on the new album, because uh, of uh, the, the lockdown, none of us could be together. None of us were going to fly and go somewhere. Mm. So, uh, uh, Todd Galapa said, well, you know, first of all, we're looking down into this hole in the ground. And so Todd took a picture of himself with his iPhone, set his iPhone on the floor. And I probably shouldn't, you know, giving away, giving this away. But it it was interesting. And we got it done by doing this. Each one of us, he taught each one of us where to put the phone and then look over the phone like you're looking over into something. and so that's what we all did. So everybody got to take their own picture for the band photo. Nice. That's actually really cool. Yeah. And he just, you know, through his his own talent and mechanisms, he put us all together. Uh, and so everybody approved of theirs. Yeah. 
Of course, because you took it. (laughs) (laughs) Just keep taking it until you get one you like. I want to see all of the outtakes, though. That's what I want to see. That'll be for the deluxe box (laughs) set next year. (laughs) All all the selfies that didn't make it. (laughs) See my my bare foot in it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So you guys recorded this this new record like in its entirety, completely um, like distance, or did you guys get together in studio? Uh, both. We 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 were well into it um, by the time there was a lockdown. So I mean, uh, Lawrence had been here a couple of times uh, to write and then record vocals and use the keyboards that he has here in my studio. Mm. Uh, there's a there's a B three organ back there. Nice. And, um, so, which is it's a killer it's a it's a vintage uh like 60s v3 and uh, leslie where did you and get it i got it from uh somebody had it for sale at soundcheck you know it's like the the band rehearsal storage place out out uh, uh north of the city in nashville mm. i went out there and looked at it and i don't know if you're familiar with b3s but i used to have to be on the the back end of that going upstairs with one of you know they have the dollies with the arms that swing out yeah of course these these long things that wrap around and you clamp it down and pray for the best uh and it was sitting there with that you know the dolly on it and it was almost too good to be true and it was something that a guy who owned a a, an electronic store in chicago bought it when it was new had it in his house uh, and when he retired, he gave it to his son. His son had it in his house, and when he decided he wanted to downsize, that's how he gave it to his buddy who sold it to me. Uh, and the, you can crank that Leslie up, and it's like the deep, deep purple, you know. Yeah, it's got that growl to it. That growl, yeah. Anyway, so Lawrence did a lot of his stuff here. Got We, we wrote the, finished writing the songs, and uh, and then sang a bunch of vocals, and Will and I did guitar stuff, and um, uh, and then and he went back home. But, but there were a few things that he was unable to complete, and he was able to do it in his studio in Toronto, where he has these vintage instruments, mm. vintage uh, well, a Mellotron, and uh, and and Moog stuff that's uh, it, he doesn't want to take on the road. So he had the advantage, and his Steinway piano was there. So all these things, they each one turned out to have like a little happy ending, uh, where we did it that way. And Todd uh, never flew; he hardly left his house for a year and a half. And well, he's got like a drum museum over there, so it's like you know, you you, you kind of well, don't need to go anywhere else. He did his sessions from a drum museum. That's right, exactly. You can find him on Facebook doing these great drum videos all the time. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, I don't like that snare drum. Hmm, let me let's see. Let's hey, listen. Go pull one from the library. Okay. Yeah, yeah. this one's that? from a Rolls Royce uh, uh, plane engine. Yeah, let's try that math. No, I don't like that one. This is Cocoboa, you know, yeah. all these rare, beautiful woods, handmade. Um, and, and we auditioned snare drums, and it, it was like being in the studio. Uh, you know, you know, when you're in the studio, you're sitting there in the control room. The way, well, the way we record, you know, we're not all in the room at the same time. You know, mm. we'll kind of flesh out a demo that's with like, you know, with the drum machine, you know, playing like Todd for songwriting purposes. Mm. And, and then he'll go out there and put the real drum tracks on, you know, 50 feet away. And we're in the control room looking at a monitor and listening to him through the speakers. 
that's exactly what it was like with him being in Austin or watching on the you know on a on a Zoom uh, call, and we're listening back on my speakers through that listen to software. And mm. but this way, he's comfortable at home. He's got all those. You know, every every drum that he uses live, he has a copy of it at home, and then more drums. So, you know, I don't know if you if you heard, but we put a couple of drum breaks on the record. It's like, yeah, God, yeah. Come our drummer, you know, give the drummer some. Yeah, give him a little bit of a spotlight. I mean, it can't all just be the guitar player and keyboardist. <laughs> no, and I don't know if you heard, saw that thing that he did online. Uh, I think it was, I think it was for Crash of the Crown. He did a. Let me show you what, here's what I did on Crash of the Crown. So we, we've got yep. a, uh, Will did a drums minus mix. Um, he, he did that for Todd so he could play along with all the songs. And, and he's, it's pretty amazing to watch him play that song. Yeah. No, he, he is. I mean, the last time you were in uh, Montreal, he went over to uh, Steve's music store to do a drum clinic. And it, it was just, it was just fascinating. It was out of this world. Uh, let me just quickly ask you about, sort of the, the renewed interest in making new music, because you look at Big Bang Theory and um, what was the one before that, uh, Cyclorama, and, and by the time you get to the mission, you know, 12, 13, 14 years goes by, and you're, you're out doing the tours, you're, you know, Def Leppard this, and, and all of a sudden you sort of expedite, and you're like, okay, back to new music. Um, where does that sort of renewed enthusiasm for producing new music come from? Well, it all it all comes from songwriting. You know, you're are you producing new music? I mean, are you creating something to record? And this one, if if you ever listen to the album again, go to the last song on side two. It's called "Mission to Mars," and listen to the to the last ten seconds of it. And let me find the guitar. It, it, this, well, that's it. Mm. Yeah, sounds like space noises. Yes, and I, we, what had happened is our production manager had gotten us these little practice amps, these little Yamaha practice amps. And we were, we were on this cruise ship in a little dressing room up in the bow of the ship. Mm. And there was a little bit of an echo on it. So I played this with the echo. Just messing around. And I didn't, I don't, I, I short-term memory, forget it with me. So I, what I always do is I set this up and I recorded myself playing that. And then I played played it back, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds cool. And while I was playing it back, I went, it's that simple thing. And I took, then I, <laughs> I took my iPad, and I recorded myself, I recorded playing that with this playing along. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Now I've got both parts on one little movie. I took it home, sitting right here, set up a Pro Tools uh, session, got the click track, put that on there, and played that rhythm thing. And then I said, well, I need a bridge. So I went. Sorry about my tuning. No, it's good. It's been sitting on the wall. Say goodbye to all your friends. 
Now a whole new life begins as the universe is mysteries unfold. And the audience back home. That that just so that goes with this. I mean, it's completely different, but I like a completely different middle eight. So yeah, that's, no, that's I, awesome. And then I had to write. I didn't have those words. I had all this. I had this track. It was like. Okay, you got, I want to do some vocals, but I don't have any words. So I picked up the pencil and paper, and it seemed like a doodly doo doo doodly doo doo doodly doo doo doodly doo, you know, like a, you know, a limerick. So it was melody first, and then lyrics. Yeah. Well, I just, well, it was just kind of all happening, you know, when a song starts, it grabs your hand and starts taking you somewhere. You just hold on and try and keep up. So, so you you capture. So I just started writing. It was da 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 da. Now I can say that this is the day to be on our way on a mission to Mars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. What goes with that? Right. So I was so excited by it because I wanted to sing it. I want to. I want to hear it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it all started with that space movie kind of sound effect you you that had going. Stupid thing, yeah. And um, so that's one of the joys of songwriting. A lot of times you're just. You're just like a little piece of copper pipe. You know, it's coming from here and it needs to go over there. So you just, let me, here, hook it up to me. <laughs> and, uh, and it was so easy. And it's like, okay, so, all right, song about a mission to Mars. I mean, what goes with that? Right. And so I, somewhere in the back of my mind, I said, what if you did an album about the first man mission to Mars? <laughs> yeah. So, well, I got nothing better to do, you know. It's, you know <laughs> it, well. it works, you know. I also I just love the fact that you had two iPads and an iPhone running. Like you had like a two oh, track, totally, but it was totally, yeah, it, total two track. <laughs> By the way, the the, the mission. Uh, look, look, since we're talking about the mission for a second, that was so well received by the fans. D- did that sort of push you to make this new Crash of the Crown, where you just go, you know what? They love this. Let's do it again. Like, sort of the question is. Had it been poorly received, would it would you have been a little bit more sort of reluctant, reluctant to do this one? Or was it like, yeah, we got something. Let's let's do more. Well, we, it, we ne- I don't think we got that far because uh, the thing was when we were as we were getting near it, it was like, I think I think we've got something here, you know, it, because uh, we would listen back to it. And what would happen, you know, once we got it you know recorded and and then uh uh sequenced sequencing was everything on that record mm. it's, it's everything on every record but this one in particular uh we would sit sit in here and listen to it and what, what and it still happens to me today i listen to that album and i'll get near the end and i'll start thinking i, I, I should have listened more in the beginning because it's i didn't realize it was going to get to here I need to go back and listen again and follow it so it gets to here. Mm. And uh, we had a uh, listening session over at Blackbird. Uh, we brought Jim uh, Scott, it was half through, he mixed side one. Mm. But every, we were in Nashville and people were, you know, there some, a record company uh, president was there and uh, just some, you know, agent was there and the, the mayor said she'd come and. So I fuck it. Let's have let's let's have a little listening party, and so we got everybody in, over in the big room, and we we played side one, but we didn't have side two. And I just said, just play just play the demos, 
because they sound that good. Mm. And, um, and and they really did. They Once you got your head into that space and you heard the demos, you just finished telling the story. And we had we had created this little uh, this little story and and mass produced the pages statement giving everybody that when they walked in you know no one wants homework to listen to the record yeah uh, so not everybody was paying much attention they were just being nice and acting like they were looking at it but when we <laughs> as we got along into it Bruce Reznikoff uh, from Universal all of a sudden I saw him going <laughs> he started wait a minute I gotta catch up on this and that's okay, just, okay wait hold on a second what's gonna be the first single here <laughs> yeah all of a sudden and when we got through with it people they they flipped out over it mm. uh, and not really sure why you know it, well it sounds really good yeah I think it maybe it takes you by surprise that you like it and so you want and, and it's kind of sure I, I don't know i don't know why well, you know you guys have always made pleasurable sounding records and that's one of the cool things i mean like yeah even with with crash of the crown it's like you know the production is it's 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 almost like nostalgic in a way because it's not super overproduced with cannonball snare which i love by the way like i'm, I'm trying to bring cannonball snare back as much as possible but there's a real <laughs> band element to this new record that i really enjoy like you know you said a lot of it was kind of recorded at a distance and stuff but it it actually does sound like a band that's performing this stuff yeah, it's really cool. We've never been a, a groove band that has to like capture this magical take. And, mm -hmm. You know, uh, they're, they're, you know, like the Almond Brothers would never do something like this. They 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 gel. You know, uh, Tedeschi. Uh, you know, uh, you know th those guys. Um, that they they have to be in there. That that magic has that. They have a magic take. I, I'm assuming it has to be cut off the floor. Yeah. Let me um, let me just ask you this real quick in terms of, of going out touring, because you now have these two new albums in the last uh, few years. You've been playing Renegade and, and all these other songs for forever, 30 years, 40 years. How exciting is it to you to now have these new sort of 10, 12, 20 songs from the last two albums and go, yeah, we don't have to keep playing the same thing. Does it add a does it refresh the whole thing for the whole process for you? Oh, God. Yeah, it's like. It's like it's like a fountain of youth for your spirit to to you know to be able to pick and cherry pick from all the records Sticks has made and go. We like this song. We, we're going to play this because we love it, and then the audience likes it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we love playing Lady. We love playing Light Up and and uh, you know songs from Equinox and so. There's certain songs that just have, they have uh, staying power and they're yeah. fun and we get to sing. It's so much fun to do these songs. And we have so many of them that we can just do our, we love to play this song list. Yeah. Uh, mm. But the fact that they that we were able to, uh, I don't know if we just took them by surprise, um, but you know, like that, there's a song called, called um, Red Storm that's, That's what I like to hear. Mm. So, but I have to play that while I'm singing, and that was one that I was like, "Okay, all right." <laughs> not easy. But you know, do something a thousand times. It's yeah. Nothing to it. 
Well, one of my favorite songs off this new record, Crash of the Crown, and I really hope you guys add it to the live set list because as soon as I heard it, I was I was hooked, and it's it's like further down on the record. It's called To Those, and yeah. it's got a blistering guitar solo right at the end. It, and I, I especially love the the decay of the guitar and the fade out with like the keyboard and all like comes into the same pitch. Like it, it's just one of the coolest songs on the record. Can you talk about that a little bit about that song? That was a Will came up with that that. You know, it's a it's an odd time signature. Yeah, it doesn't start on the downbeat. It's it's like one, two, three, four, five, six. So I I kept hearing that is one, two, three, four, <laughs> and it's not. It's one, two, three, four. On the end. Yeah, and so it made I I had a rough time with that. Uh, I finally got it, and um, but uh, it just sounded so good, and uh, and we we heard some whoish kind of things in there. That, uh, yeah, I think that's how that goes. Mm -hmm. uh, but we had a lot of fun with that. That that and um, and uh, our wonderful lives. Those are the only two songs that were written in the pandemic. During. Some uh, other songs, some of them were years old, like uh, Sound the Alarm was something I wrote in my dressing, and I just came up with... Another uh, great song on the record, by the way, Sound the Alarm. Uh, I wrote just these chords in the Sound the Alarm part of it in my hotel room when we were in Las Vegas with Don Felder. Um, that was a great tour a few years back with Don Felder. It was uh, what, Foreigner, Don Felder, and yourself, I believe, right? Was that... Uh, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> that's not, well, at least that's what I saw in Ottawa, but uh, Ottawa was a, a festival situation and, and all three bands were there. Um, you've also got the EP coming out, the same Stardust. Talk to me about having those two, uh, those two at the same time. And what I like about this one, and I know you've heard the question a million times, but it has a live version of Mr. Roboto, a song that you've re-embraced in the last few years. And uh, it's nice to see that you've re-embraced it and said, all right, you wanted live versions. Here it is on the EP. Now go buy it. You know. You know, uh, it, it it wasn't that we. Well, Mr. Roboto was an odd song at the time, but yeah. we were in we were in an, just an awful place as a band at that point. We we should have taken, if we had taken a year off, uh, uh, we would have been a whole lot better off. But you know, we were professionals and we got through that record. Uh, but we never played that song live. We we did when we did the tour, Dennis and I sang along to it in costume as these characters sang along to a track. So the band had never played Mr. Roboto live, mm. uh, and it, it was a song that we were getting requests for every day since then. But we're like, it just didn't make any sense. Yep. So one day I was looking on Spotify and I said, I wonder if anybody's covered that song. And if you go to Spotify and look up Proto Men, mm -hmm. they do, it's the exact arrangement, I think at the same tempo, same key, but they did it as, they do it as a rock song. And when I heard that, it was like, it, it's a rock song. It's not a techno song. It's a rock song. Yeah. And so that's how we play it. We play it as a, big ass blistering rock song yeah and, and it's uh, great and when we do that it was like we save it 
you know, we save it for late in the set because, <laughs> for mm -hmm. one thing, our fans have grown accustomed to, uh, you know, when they say, play Mr. Roboto, that they're not going to hear it. Well, suddenly they're hearing it and, and we're enjoying playing it. So, you know, I, I think you just, uh, time wounds all heals or time heals all heals all wounds. Yeah. Listen, it, it was the, uh, the Tesla Joan Jet uh, sticks tour and, and Mr. Roboto comes out of the speaker and you're just like, I'm in. Thank you. You've made my night. That's it. It is, it is a big rock song. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And you perform it great. So it's nice to see. And it's just nice to see it on the EP because to sort of, you know, throw it in the set list and not make a big uh, sort of notice of it is one thing. But to say, all right, now here you go. It's on this EP. Go enjoy it as many times as you want. So so kudos to the band for, you know, for listening to the fans and doing it for the fans, because to me, that's that's a gift for a fan. Yeah, and and as a as a gift as a as a guitar player to to do to bring that into the guitar world. Yeah, it's just it's just a lot of fun. It's a it's a fun thing. Driving power chords, you guys got to do like a super super heavy like metal version of Mr. Roboto. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I had this. I had a swing version of it. Da 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 da. Yeah. That would also yeah, like. An orchestral version of it. Yeah, uh, that was the first. I think that was the first step into reconsidering it because. So what if we did some other kind of version of it? It didn't. I overthought it. You know, mm. the simplest thing to do is be a rock band. Yep, no, right. it, it it works. Uh, At the end of the day, you just go back to the electric guitar and rock out. Back exactly. to the basics. That's what you need to do, and that's what we love. Yeah. 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 Well, Sticks, Crash of the Crown, brand new record coming out on June 18th, available wherever music is sold. Also, limited edition Record Store Day version, the same Stardust EP coming out on June 12th, which is my birthday. Record Store yep. Day this year. We're celebrating my birthday on that day. Fantastic. Well, happy birthday in advance. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, Tommy, this was awesome. By the way, what's your guitar rig these days? What are you playing through? Uh, I've got a, a Bogner Shiva. It's a bit, you know, it's an older Bogner Shiva. That, I, I, I stopped using my Marshall head when I found the Wagner Shiva. It just, it's so versatile and so uh, like a classic Marshall should sound. Mm. And I, I, I just like the simplicity of it. So I, I just have a couple of those and some basic pedals. Um, I've never been much of a pedals guy. I, I, I run around so much on stage. Mm. Uh, but I, you know, I, the pedals that I do have, uh, my guitar tech usually does all the resetting of all, all the switching for you. That's yeah. great. And and of course, you've got the great Canadian Lawrence Gowan in the band. Uh, just a, one last word on him. What what has he added to the band? He's been there, what now, uh, going on 20 years or something? He's, yeah. you know, growing up in Canada at the time and listening to much music and watching Criminal Mind and Strange Animal and all that stuff to see him in Sticks was like, oh, that's smart. Way to go. Uh, what has he brought to the band? He's like the he is like the ultimate big brother in the band. He's the eldest yeah. child in his family. So he's the big brother. And uh, he's so thoughtful and so, you know, he thinks before he speaks, unlike uh, certain people in the room here. Uh, <laughs> and so he's very thoughtful and very considerate. And he's a great, he, he's good at, at, at untwisting conflicts and making sense of it. And, uh, and he's funny. You know, he, he, he starts with funny. And funny is always a great way to walk in, in the room. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I, I can be uh, 
way too serious, and I'll get to funny, but uh, it, funny right off the bat is a that's a gift, mm. and um, and he's a great songwriter and a ridiculous musician. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go learn how to play a, a, a harp, or a, I'm going to play. He'll he'll pick up an instrument and then he will go work on mastering it. Um, he's just a brilliant. Uh, he's a gift uh, to this world. And he's a musician. He's a musician, seriously, and and, and a great uh, uh, musician brother. Uh, a, a, just a great asset to the. 24-hour-ness of being uh, in a band. Yeah, and just a just a great pickup. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, we knew about him uh, in, in Canada in the 80s, and it's nice to see that now the rest of the world, thanks to Styx, gets to appreciate his talent. Yeah, yeah. And, and and all of Canada just gets to see how diversely talented he is. Yep. Uh, yeah. He wasn't just the 80s guy. He's a, he's a, he's a lifetime, you know, surpriser. Rock and roller. Yeah. And it's interesting you said that, you know, he's a funny guy. It's like, you know, 90% of the artists that we talk to have had, you know, replacement members through the years and stuff. A lot of them say, honestly, you know what? It's about the hang. Like, yeah, it's about 90% the hang. And then the other the other part is, is make it happen on stage and in, in the studio. Yeah. yeah the oh, hang. There you go. I agree. I hear you. By the way, on your on this new record, what was the main guitar you used? Uh, R8, R9 plus Paul's. Um, uh, I used, I've got a white one like this, it's a vintage, this is a 60s, and I got a white one like this. I use these for the slide solos. Right. Um, uh, and just, a, yeah, mostly those Les Pauls, and um, that was pretty much it. Nice. Kept it simple. Got acoustic guitars, you know, you see those. And there's a lot of acoustic guitar on this new record, which is awesome. Yeah, that's, that's a vintage Collings acoustic in the background back there in that thing. Wow. And I had a 53 uh, uh, wartime uh, banner uh, J45 that all of a sudden decided to sound awesome. So I used that. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, we'll let you go. We'll say bye to the dog and the, <laughs> and the wife. <laughs> We're good. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm probably I'm, running late. Yeah, no, you're just okay. right on. You got, you got. We're line. right on time. We're wrapping up. So we're good. Right yeah. <laughs> Hi. Thank you, folks. Have a good day. Yeah, it was good to see you, Tommy. We'll catch you soon. All right. Bye -bye. Cheers. Bye-bye.